everybody, Eric Bischoff here, and have you heard about Strictly Business? Strictly Business is a brand new weekly series exclusively on adfreeshows.com. Join me and my co-host, John Alba, every Tuesday as we take a deep dive into the business of the professional wrestling business. And this is some straight-up business talk here. No fanboy nonsense. We discuss television contracts, advertising, licensing, and, of course, the highly debated ratings so if you want an unfiltered brutally honest anti-fanboy understanding of the professional wrestling industry well strictly business is the series for you and hey if elon musk likes my tweets and he did you're gonna love strictly business sign up now and listen at adfreeshows.com Flair is lacing him up one more time at 73. I see that Ric Flair is actually coming out of retirement for one last match. I bet you that raised a few eyebrows. When it comes to being in that ring, that might be where he's most comfortable. Rick knows if he's uh, healthy enough, and if it's something that brings him joy, brings him contentment, I wish him the best. He can't stand it. He's got to get back on that horse. I didn't even know that he would live. I never thought he would be back in the ring again. And I don't think he's thought this through. I mean, the fans are concerned about Rick's health. His struggles have been front page, right? They're no secret. I mean, let's just be honest. I guess good for him. But do you think it's really his last match? What Rick Flair is doing, uh, he's doing that because he loves this business. July 31st, Nashville, Tennessee, as promised, Rick Flair will walk that out one more time. Why is he doing this match? I think I know why he's doing it, but I'm not going to tell you that. But I, I think I know why he's doing that. But that's just a guess, and I could be wrong. But um, I, 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 I'm sorry. It's not money. It isn't money? No, it's not money. Then I'm wrong. Some people say you should never meet your heroes, but I guess those people's heroes weren't Ric Flair. Hi, how are you? Nice to meet you. What's this? What's going on with you, huh? <laughs> What's up? Filming a documentary. They think this guy's got some talent. So growing up watching wrestling, if I, if I had to credit me wanting to be a wrestler to one particular person, for me, it's without a doubt the nature boy Ric Flair. I kind of made a living off of uh, pretending to be Ric Flair. To be the man you've got. To be the man you've got to beat the man. I have tried my hardest to describe what it was like and what the feeling was of getting to work with my idol 10 years ago and it can't be done i've tried and as much as i try i feel like i never quite do it justice you know where you are right now oh yeah uh, no 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 i'm asking you do you know where you are right now oh yeah in the world you want to survive in and be something in you're standing in front of god right now 
I mean, I was excited, nervous. At some points, I felt like throwing up from excitement. I, mean, I remember at one point when we were face to face in the ring, my literally my hands went numb. Whoa, whoa, hold on. Rick, I gotta say, from the bottom of my heart, I'm gonna get this footage and I'm gonna frame it and I'm gonna hang this on my wall because right now, this is the greatest moment of my life. And it was like a dream come true. And part of me was thinking, I hope my family is watching this. I hope the kids and my friends that I sat at the lunch table with in middle school and high school, I hope they were watching that. That's all I could think about and how excited I was. And I felt like, man, I am being put on the rustling map because of Ric Flair. And in Elizabeth, New Jersey, there is a beautiful woman watching the television screen to coin a phrase with a tear in her eye because she knows that her little boy has made it because he's standing in the ring with the man. He's standing in the ring with the legend. He's standing in the ring with the Rick Flair. As we stand here today, I am helping that same person that I idolize uh, get ready for what is to be his last and final hurrah in wrestling, his last match. Uh, and the fact that he has come to me, like I'm even, I can't even keep my hands still. The fact that he has come to me to help him get ready. There's no words in the dictionary uh, to explain or describe how freaking cool this is for me. <laughs> Is that right? Yeah, you're yeah, ready, yeah. You're ready, you're ready. Little girls, ah, look at the <laughs> slam off the top. Yeah, <laughs> brother. Today. Hey, I thought they had you pushing that. Uh, yeah, I'm not going down hard, but I did it again today. Yeah. Don't don't show Rick though. <laughs> <laughs> These are my workout socks. A good guy that I trust. I you know when you get when you walk away from it for that long and it'd be my age, I had to be really comfortable with someone that I trusted. Yeah. My watch goes off. Oh, every, every time he hits the ground, his watch goes, hey, did you fall? <laughs> He's gotta clear the alert. Hmm. One of the toughest parts about this whole experience, um, is in the back of your mind, or my mind anyway, uh, I know how old Ric Flair is, and he's still going. It's, a, it's an accomplishment and an honor, um, but also to be putting your body through this, have a little reservation about whether or not this is the safest thing to be doing, because this is, as they say, a young man's sport, um, and the danger is there. Uh, but we kind of all just try and tuck that away because to get to do this, it, it's literally worth it. I, to this day, I'm, I just turned 63 years old and I have never done anything that equals the adrenaline, the rush, standing in the center of a ring with 10, 20,000 people around you screaming so loud, it's like a white noise you can't even hear yourself think. It's, uh, you know, it's something that nothing else can really duplicate. Yes, there are skeptics that 
Ric Flair shouldn't do this, but again, we do not have the right to tell him what to do. Well, maybe it's something that he needs. You know, maybe this is his finalization. I mean, and you only live one time. It's your life, you get one of them. And look at all the flares been struck by lightning. He's been in car crashes, plane crashes. I mean, what else? I mean, there's nothing that can stop this man. <laughs> so like, if you're him, why not? Why not? Oh, I'm very happy for him. <laughs> I think this is great. Go out in the ball of fire. Jim Crockett Promotions did not go out the way it should have. That you and I both know that we fought it tooth and nail with everything that you've gone through, you know, personally, you want to finally do it your way. And, and not for the money, because I don't need it. Yeah. For once, I don't need it. <clears throat> it's for fun. So many things in, in our lives that were wrong. Yeah. That we, I spent so much time looking back. Yeah, you can't. I forgot to look forward. Yeah, you can't. Me too. Especially yeah. when I was sick. Yeah. Oh, when you were sick, I was. Yeah. Saw you in there all. You're like a space creature. You had all these tubes and everything coming out of you. It's a miracle. Oh. I thought I lost you. I woke up and had no memory of where I was for six months. I knew where I was going forward and could remember nothing yeah. about it. Thank God for your doctor. Yeah. That he didn't give up. He didn't. Really? Because when I got the call, it was, it's shutting down everything, and David, you need to come now. I know, I appreciate it. I appreciate it. Yes. You know, anybody that hasn't walked a mile in his shoes, seen what he's seen, can't judge that man. I'm just so glad to see that he has overcome so many things and he's getting a chance to have that last match. All the naysayers and, and the things people would like to say about people trying to do something past their prime, this is really a celebration. This gym is Hard Knock South. I've worked with professional athletes of all types and only those who really want to put the effort in keep coming back because hard work is part of the ethos of this place and Rick certainly has that. I've seen clips online, I've seen him training, I've seen him on the, on the row machine and I asked my dad and I'm like how does he do it and he's like Brock he was just always a cardiovascular machine. There is a spirit in fighters that never truly dies. A hunger that never eases, a need to compete. A little while ago, I had some genetic tests performed on Rick. He scored higher than some professional athletes I've worked with. And it became evident pretty quickly once he started training here, how uh, he got in shape really fast and he just keeps pushing it. Stuff that would leave me floored, he comes back for more. Me preparing for this match has been, uh, just, you know, trying to get back where I was 35 years ago. It's hard to do. I'll be close. I just have to work on 
quickness and stuff like that. My endurance is good, but just have to keep working on every day. You might have broken bones But you got strong You might have broken bones But you got strong Cause I need to Strong footing to get my punches so made. I need to win one. Give me back on my feet. Strong footing to get my punches so Body, somebody off the top row. You ain't seen nothing yet. And I gotta tell you, I, we had a plan today to uh, we promoted it and, and all that jazz. We were gonna have Jay Lethal on, uh, maybe show some of those old clips, the woo offs, and all the stuff from Impact. But no, uh, no Jay today. What's up with that? Uh, well, he, is he gonna hear this if I say it? I don't care. He's the, he's got an attitude. You want really? to? He wants to be part of the show. And I, I said, that ain't going to happen. You know, that happens. And all of a sudden, everybody's feelings are hurt. So I, I think he's upset with me. I told him the other day that he wanted to be on the card. I said, you know, it's not, it's no fault of his, but he's not seeing that light. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Hey, hey, so real quick, real quick. Yeah. Uh, so July 31st, monumental event. Is there any room? Yeah. You got. I have a lot of respect for you. you know We're good friends. Above and beyond, but you're a bullpen match guy. In, in real life, I mean, I'm not I'm talking this way up. We're loading this up. We're loading this up with guys that have got a resume. Okay. All right. Okay. But this, this, okay. This, this, right. This, I, knew I like to be honest with you, right? Yeah, no. I like when you tell me I'm fing around, fing off. Awesome. No, no, I got it. I got it. I'll see you. Hey, I'll see you next time. Okay. Thanks, man. All right. Thank you. Okay. Love you too, man. Welcome to Nashville, Tennessee and the Nashville Fairgrounds. This is an exciting day for our city and for everyone who loves sports entertainment and everyone who loves the great Ric Flair. WWE Hall of Famer, third generation wrestling promoter, please welcome Jeff Jarrett. In my opinion, is Jeff Jarrett a horseman? Everybody can't be a horseman. That's a fact. Jeff was over horsing. For sure he could have never kept the pace. <laughs> I said it, Jeff. 
and of course, the man of the hour, the 16-time world heavyweight champion. Please welcome the nature boy, Ric Flair. The event culminates on July the 31st with Ric Flair's last match. The event has grown so big, so many people want to be a part of it, that it's being moved to Municipal Auditorium in Nashville. Ric Flair, Mayor Cooper has dedicated July 31st to be the Ric Flair Day here in Nashville, Tennessee. Everybody out there, thank you for believing in me and thank you for giving me the opportunity. I promise you that on the 31st, I won't be Ric Flair of 89, but I'll be better than Ric Flair of 99. How about that? Mm. No, not 99. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> yeah, 2009. <laughs> 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 I had to think it was like, well, maybe 99. Anyway, depends on how much practice I can get out of lethally. It's just not for me right now. But <laughs> anyway, I'm honored. Thank you for coming out today and uh, never be able to say how much this means to me personally. It seems like I've had more greater moments and more greater opportunities than any man alive. I'm here today in a lot of ways representing Conrad, uh, but talking about StarCast. Uh, I've got another role uh, in my life right now, but uh, I am I'm, I'm truly tickled to death to, to be a part of the three-day uh, celebration. Here's uh, two tickets for Jeff and his dad, front row. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my, my, nothing's gonna happen. Okay, <laughs> he's, okay. He's I, I was just moving back. I, I get it. He was gonna play a rib on him. He doesn't carry tickets around. He's gonna play a rib yeah. on me. I guarantee yeah. it. I no, get I'm it. Not. No, I'm not. We're gonna <laughs> So do we want to keep going? No. Or we, we're no, gonna no, end we're it. Going. No. We're going. No. We're gonna end it. All right. Hey, there he is. Hey, hey, hey. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Great press conference. Hey, you even had the mayor's office out here, and I couldn't even get an invite. I had to fly myself out here. You really gonna make me pick? Hey, what? No, no, no. Shut up. On a serious note, I can't tell you how badly I feel used. You used me. All this time, you used me. I just wanted a little bit, a little nugget. I couldn't even get on the show. That's I, that's disrespectful, and you know it. Could you put yourself in my shoes? Don't turn around. Don't touch me again. See, this, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah, well, I, that's I, what I'm talking I talk about. I talked to guys like you. That's right. Yeah, that's right. You yeah. know what? Yeah. About yeah. time this yeah. happens. Oh, oh, God! I'm going to die my surgery. Yeah. Hey, oh, come on. Hey, 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 with all due respect, come with on. all due respect, right. Parker, this has nothing to do with you. He's had this. No. Oh. No. Hey. Yeah. Somebody. Come on. Come on. Hey. Get, hey, get the hell off me. Hey, Jay, get Jay, your Jay, hands Jay, off Jay, me. Jay, 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 Jay. Come on. Are you kidding me? Come on. Are you kidding me? Jay, Jay, I'll help him out. I'll help him out. You used me. Jay, stop it. All right, all right, all right. You know what, Jay? Stop it. I got, I got, I got hot. That's my fault. Oh, my fault. I'll help. I'll help you get him out. Jay, just stop. The man is my idol. Okay. Jay, you get him. I'm telling you, quit. That's enough. I can't believe you're defending that. Oh, bull! I can't believe you're defending that. After all, he's done. Jay, he's 70 something years old. <laughs> he don't act like it. He does not act like it. Get away from me. Yeah, you see? Wait, wait, just calm down. You see? I said, fuck off, Jared. 
tired of you and your old man. Stop. Hey! Women, come on! Come on! Jay, stop! God, Rick, get up, please. He hey, deserves it. Every stop. second of it. Stop. Every second of it. Jay, you have a right to be upset. Stop. Help him up, Jeff. Yeah, I'm good. I don't need help. I don't need nothing from you. If someone relies on you financially, your spouse, your child, anyone, life insurance gives you the peace of mind that they'll have a financial cushion if something ever happens to you. By making it easy to compare your options from top companies, Goliath Life helps make sure you're not paying a penny more than you have to for the life insurance coverage you need to protect those you love. At GoliathLife.com, you can compare personalized quotes from top companies to find your lowest price. 
The process is fast and easy with no hidden fees, upsells, or hassles. Goliath Life is your one-stop shop to find the life insurance you need at the right price. Head to GoliathLife.com to get your free life insurance quotes and see how much you can save. That's GoliathLife.com. Get the house you want with the payment you want at buywithconrad.com. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this at buywithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. The first step to buying a house is buywithconrad.com. Hey, hey, it's Conrad Thompson, and you're listening to Be The Man. And, of course, we couldn't do it without the Hall of Famer himself, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Rick, how are you, man? Good, see, man. How are you? Man, I'm excited to be here with you. I can't believe we're home stretching it. It's hard to believe that L- next, of excitement. Sunday, next uh, Sunday, it's finally here. Can you believe it? Uh, yeah, I can. Well, it, it's a week from Sunday. July thirty yeah. first, Nashville, Ric Flair's last match.com. By now yeah. everyone has seen episode one and two. Episode one of our docuseries sort of explains your motivation and had some great appearances from Arn Anderson and Tommy Young and Nikita Koloff and, and David Crockett and Jackie Crockett, Magnum T A and a lot of me- l- l- lot of memories there, boy. Oh my god. And then episode two, well, I'm a little disappointed in Jeff Jarrett. Um, any thoughts on seeing that back? I mean, the internet was kind of shocked when the match was revealed and I don't think anybody expected that it would be something that looked or felt like this. Uh, of course, if you don't know what we're talking about, go watch it now, Ric Flair's last but my goodness, man, the internet is, uh, a buzz this morning about what happened. What say you? Uh, disappointed, but not shocked. Really? Yeah. Even more motivated now than I was before. You know, I, uh, I do a podcast with Jeff Jarrett and, and unfortunately we were contractually obligated to do one yesterday. Uh, mm-hmm. so over on my world, as luck would have it, you know, we make these topics way in advance. Well, I knew mm-hmm. we'd be home stretching it for your show. So I scheduled the topic to be Ric Flair. Yeah. Of course, I made the calendar. I had no idea things would happen the way they did after the press conference, because you and I had a plan and it felt like it was going to be a, a pretty big day to have the, the mayor's office come proclaim it Ric Flair day and have the voice of the Tennessee Titans, Mr. Mike Keith there and announce the robe raffle where some fan can win your actual retirement robe over at Ric Flair's last We had all this fun stuff lined up. And then as you recall, I was horribly sick, got sick at the venue. Uh, went straight home. And then the next day I hear the news that, uh, one of my podcast partners tried to kill Morgan's grandpa in the parking lot with a high heel. Yeah. He did a pretty good job of it. Should have finished it. (laughs) Well, I know you haven't had a chance and, and why would you to listen to Jeff's podcast, but I promised him. I'll give it, give it, give me, give me some of the highlights. You're going to love it. I'm sure we'll have some clips in this episode for everyone to hear, but 
Yeah, let me, let, 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 let me respond to what he's got to say. That's the easiest way. We, um, and just by we, the way, just by the way, just I've been saying this for a long time. If you, if you want to be relevant, be next to Ric Flair. Yeah. <laughs> That's all it is. Well, I mean, that, that was kind of my issue with Jeff. It feels like, you know, he always finds how, a how, how, how boring is being the executive director of House Show Entertainment. Wow. That's a big job. <laughs> I just saw his boss yesterday. <laughs> well, he, um, you know, I took him to task for essentially being a, a great value, Ric Flair. I mean, he dyes his hair like you. He struts like you. He uses the figure four like you. Mm. And of course, he says, "Oh no, it's Jackie Fargo." And it's like I don't Jackie remember him Fargo. using the figure four. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't remember Jackie Fargo. Neither does anybody else that didn't live in Memphis, Tennessee. <laughs> Never saw Jackie Fargo in St. Louis <laughs> or the Garden. <laughs> Those guys from Tennessee got their own way of thinking. <laughs> well, that's what's disappointing with, with Jeff is it feels like he always finds a way to insert himself into this. Like, you know, he wanted to be a horseman. He wanted to be in the bullet club. He, I mean, if it's cool, he wants to, to glom onto it. And I, I see that he's an opportunistic kind of guy and, but still there's, a, there's nothing wrong with that. I, I, I don't fault him for that at all. Who wouldn't want to be a horseman, right? I didn't know anything about the bullet club. But, he um, either. huh? He doesn't either. No, I mean, I didn't know that he wanted to be part of that. It's just disappointing to me that this is the guy who I felt like since he was the connection to the mayor's office and, you know, Mr. Nashville and years ago helped Starcast get hooked up with fight. I just had a totally different impression and expectation that day than what we got. Well, yeah. Jeff's a very smart guy. Make no mistake. He's. Um, I'm sure he's done very well in business. He's, he's a, um, he's an entrepreneur. I mean, if you look at his, um, I just happened to have, go through his Wikipedia. I don't even think he played high school sports. So athletically, he probably didn't excel at anything except maybe he was in a band, but he's, he's running every company. He must've worked with 37 different companies. He, he must be the 28 or 29 times world champion. If you count those companies to work for, <laughs> I miss, I, I missed a couple of those. Well, he was pretty critical uh, of you in the clip over at Ric Flair's last match.com. And of course on his podcast saying mm -hmm. that, you know, it's, it's real cute that now you want to play games with him, but once upon a time you came to him begging for a job. And I want you to have a chance to respond to that because begging him for a job when he, when you went to work for impact. 12 years ago, he wasn't even around there. He was afraid to come to the set because Kurt Angle was going to kick his ass. <laughs> Who's he bullshitting? I went to work for Hulk Hogan, who, by the way, told Jeff what to do too. <laughs> like he's told everybody over the years. I didn't go to work for, for Jeff Jarrett. What's the reaction been that you've seen? from some of your friends or family who, who saw either episode one or episode two and have, oh, they, love, my, they, they love it. They love it. I think it's great. I mean, I, now we got something cooking. I, I'm looking forward to this with Jeff. 
Hey, Jeff, Jeff was a hell of a wrestler. I'm not taking anything away from Jeff and his skills, you know. Um, but again, I, you know, you know how much respect I have for Lethal. It just, it just fueled the fire for me. Now I got something really hot to talk about. Don't think that I won't be ready. That's the key thing. Don't think that I won't be ready. And don't think, I'll tell you what else is a major factor. I wouldn't want to be the one of them if, if it came down to the real deal with Andrade. That son of a bitch will cut you. <laughs> don't think he's not a tough son of a bitch. Well, you, need to go to, you need to go to Durango, Mexico for a weekend. <laughs> I uh, I would I wouldn't want nothing to do with Andrade. I tried so, to warn Jeff that Andrade is a eye for an eye motherfucker. And oh no shit, eye for an eye motherfucker. I, I don't think he's got that fucking where he got cut in that street fight. I don't think he's not tough. I uh, I told you know Jeff in our podcast yesterday that although this is being advertised as Ric Flair's last match. It's going to be his last match too, and Andrade is going to make sure of it. Uh, after this, well, I don't know. I don't know about that. I mean, once again, I'm not. I'm taking nothing away from Jeff's talent, or his ability, or his skills. He's a re- he's a really really good worker, a really good performer, and I wish him nothing the best. But I can tell you this: some of it was the two of us are going to make it out of there, and two of us aren't. <laughs> And I've been carried out of a lot of places, so I'm not afraid of it. When you've been where I've been, you you don't you don't deal with the word fear. Fear is something that's anticipating something that you haven't already experienced. So I've been dead. I've been in an airplane crash. But and I and I got nothing to lose. I got my family there. I will be I will be clawing, biting, scratching. There'll be no rules. Hey, it's gonna be It'd be how it is. I've I've got I got nothing to lose. He in turn, as the Jay Lethal, both those guys, one's thirty years younger than me, the other one's twenty. What are they gonna say to their family? Mm. Huh? What are they gonna say when they walk out of their covered in blood? Where's Jay's career gonna go? Where's Jeff's gonna go? What's he gonna say on his podcast the next week? Think about it. What's he, what are you going to talk about? I got beat by the old man. God damn. Where do you go from there? Right. Wah, wah, wah. Karen, he, I should have never fucked around with Ric Flair. <laughs> he, uh... Hey, if I get beat, I get beat. I've been getting beat my whole life. <laughs> by the legs of guys like Bruiser Brody and Harley Race. He's probably never been working guys like that. They didn't do. They didn't work at Tennessee territory. <laughs> Not for long. <laughs> Talk to me about Jay Lethal. You brought him up. I'm curious. You know, it, since he was your training partner, and and clearly now we see that you guys are uh, no longer the good friends that maybe you once were. How's that affected your training? I mean, we did see your trainer in episode two, Rob, and got to learn a little bit about him and, and just the way you've been getting ready cardiovascular wise and all that. But. Yeah. I, I just had to find another ring, which I did to work in. I, I, I'll be honest with you. I'm, uh, losing Jay, losing Jay to work out in the ring is it, it's, it's, you know, for me, it's uh, all about picking up the tempo and being in the best shape I can be in. And it's making, I mean, I've had three months to work on it 
but it's hard to do it every day. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and I found myself, you know, I was working out so hard that I got tired. Then I thought I had pneumonia. Then I thought I had COVID. I mean, you know, you, you second guess everything you do every day, but I, I've, I've figured out the pace now. And I, it's funny. I sat with Juliana Pena, uh, who's fighting tonight, the day before me against, uh, Nunez, right? Yep. I was shooting a commercial this weekend, talking about her training routine. And, and you know, how intense that stuff is, but I, she, she, you know, she made me feel better about the way I do it. I just can't do it every day. I'll do it two days hard and take a day off. Two days hard. And I'm trying to do it every day. And I was just I was wearing myself down. Plus trying to keep a standard diet, you know. So, um, otherwise I feel great. And by the way, I got a, a roll of Johnson tape right here. I, I, I got some Gillette blades and I got a scissors. My goodness. You know, let's talk about that because, you know, the internet being what it is, everybody had their opinions about episode two. Uh, and again, you guys should go watch that Rick Flair's last match.com. As a matter of fact, you know what? We'll put it at the beginning of this episode. So I know you've seen it, but I, I do want to ask Rick, you know, the, the internet sleuths, the know-it-alls, they have decided that, uh, Oh, I can see his blade. He's blading. This is this man's blading before he ever gets in the ring. No way. Um, Karen shoe. I, I don't mean to spoil the magic, but that was not the case. I mean, if you watch the no. tape, you we even hear you yell. It's a hard way guys. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. It was bad. It's okay. I, I haven't forgotten. Let me get up and walk away was the worst mistake they made. Well, everybody I, thought I was going to the hospital. I was going to the palm <laughs> to drink. I, uh, I can't wait to see the match. I think the undercard is, um, going to be tremendous as well. You know, I hate even calling it an undercard because there is legitimately one fantastic matchup after another. Yeah. You know, literally the, the most important thing for the four of us. And I'm putting the pressure on all of us is we got a lot to follow. I'm looking at that wrestling card underneath it. I mean, you know, I'm not, I'm not preparing the production or anything else to WWE, but there's some really good wrestlers on that show. And they're, they're going to have a hell of a show the night before with, um, SummerSlam and all the talent from the WWE, but they're going to have just equally as good a show and probably with knowing you and the way you do things, the production will be on the same power as two. I mean, obviously it can't be the WWE because you spent $400 million on everything, but <laughs> not, not that you don't have it to do. It was, it wasn't flying that I mean, <laughs> certainly you could, you could arrange that in two weeks. So it was a matter of just taking out one of your credit cards, but <laughs> Well, I'll tell you this, the, uh, the card is looking fantastic. We're going to run through that, but first I want to remind everybody that this whole operation, this episode and this event is brought to you by car shield who make it easy and affordable, protect my car from expensive repairs. And that's just for starters. Car shield is the number one auto protection company in the U S and offers protection plans for around a hundred bucks a month. The plans cover more parts than ever before, whether your car has 5,000 miles or 150,000 miles. And let me tell you how simple it is to get your car fixed. When you need a repair, you choose the mechanic. 
and car shields administrators handle the rest. That's it. You don't have to deal with the paperwork or headaches you're taken care of. Same goes if your car breaks down and you're stuck on the side of the road. Plans through CarShield also include coast-to-coast roadside assistance. CarShield administrators are there for you with rental car options and trip reimbursement at no extra cost too. Get coverage today and you'll lock in your price now and it will never go up. That means as long as you own your car, no matter how old it is, you're protected from the rising costs of parts and repairs for your vehicle. CarShield helps protect my wallet from expensive repairs and they'll do the same for you. Go to carshield.com slash podcast to start your plan and lock in your pricing forever. That's carshield.com slash podcast. A deductible may apply. So, and, and by the way, there's, thank you, Nick. The new commercial that drops in the next, I think the next 10 days will be Ice T. Oh, wow. Al, Alan Iverson, the nature boy. And I didn't hear the name Jeff Jarrett one time mentioned by anybody at CarShield. Or Jay Lethal. And by the way, the Ric Flair drip line drops on Thursday in California. If you can smoke a joint, I'll have it in my possession on Saturday. If you want a gummy, if you want if you want a woo choo, you want to get high. <laughs> oh my god. Ric Flair dripped it. It drops in California on Thursday. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Well, it, it, ain't, it, ain't, it ain't called Jeff Jarrett drip. <laughs> I think that's a different thing. Yeah. <laughs> we do have a heck of a, uh, a card or a show planned for you today that we're going to get into. We're going to watch some star Kate 85, but before we do, I want to mention something else from 85. That's going to be on this show next weekend at Ric Flair's last representing the rock and roll express. It'll be Carrie and Ricky Morton, one half of the rock and roll express and his son, Carrie with Robert Gibson. In his corner, they'll be taking on Brian Pillman Jr. and Brock Anderson, who are representing yeah. the Four Horsemen with Double A. Arn Anderson in their corner. How special uh, will that be, man? I, I mean, um, I'm sure that Arn feels just like I do every time. Well, I mean, I, I'm saying it for Ricky too. When you have a uh, a sibling or someone uh, um, that you know it's attempting to follow in your footsteps, you've been famous. It's hard, but boy, I've I've only had an opportunity to see Brock three or four times, but if he, I, he's so he, he can really articulate that his interviews I thought were great. A part of the, the last two episodes. Yeah. And, uh, I've seen him work twice. He, he could, he, he can go. He, he had, there's, there's a very strong possibility that he'll be as good as his dad someday. And that's about as big a compliment as you can get in this business. I think we're going to be looking out for some cross bodies, some spine busters, some double drop kicks. Yeah. Don't think iron won't get involved. <laughs> I'll, t- I'll, I'll tie a blade on iron before the match starts. I used to help make them before anyway. My goodness. <laughs> uh, we've also got a tag team dream match with the American wolves, Davey Richards and Eddie Edwards taking on the motor city machine guns, Alex Shelley and Chris Saban. A decade ago, people said these were the two best tag teams in the world. They only wrestled once on an independent show like 12 years ago, but now they're going to get the opportunity to do it at Ric Flair's last match. It happens July 31st. That same show is going to feature almost a rematch from triple mania that Dave Meltzer called a potential match of the year candidate. There were five guys in that match, and we've got four of them here, including bandito Laredo kid Taurus, and who a lot of people think may be the best wrestler in the world, Ray Phoenix. And then in something nobody thought we would ever see for the first time ever, 
Josh Alexander, the impact world champion will defend his impact championship against the longest rating MLW champion in history, Jacob Fatu. Uh, I know you haven't had a chance to see everybody on this card before Rick, but Jacob Fatu is turning a lot of heads. And when I recorded with, uh, Jim Ross yesterday, he told he's got, me he's, he's got the right last name. Yes, he does. <laughs> Uh, we've got the uh, Impact Women's Championship on the line in a three-way with uh, Rachel, Mrs. Grace, and Deanna. And then we've got Killer Cross in a rematch with Harry Smith. They've only wrestled one time, but there were no ropes involved. It was a blood sport match. This is a traditional pro wrestling match. Killer Cross looking to even the score there. New Japan sent a match in Ren Narita and Clark Connors, who a lot of AEW folks have just seen. And then, of course, the Briscoes, who a lot of people consider to be the best tag team in the world, taking on the Von Ericks. The legacy and history of this, uh, this card, man, that's a lot of history in there. Is it not? Yeah. yeah oh yeah. God. I, I, I just found out, I think from you that Kevin will be there. That stiff son of a bitch. <laughs> Jerry should have tried aim on for size, brother. That barefoot kick to the head. Is. <laughs> he didn't know how tough he was. Hey, so, uh, w- we can go ahead and break some news here. Dave Penzer. It was your ring announcer for yeah. years, years and years in WCW. He's going to be the ring announcer for our main event. Uh, he'll oh, great. make sure that, uh, the horseman and the, and the uh, rock and roll express get proper introductions. So we're trying to check all the boxes. We hope you guys will join us. There's still a handful of tickets left at Ric Flair's last If you can't make it to Nashville, you can see the horseman reunion plus the roast of Ric Flair and Ric Flair's last match all at Ric Flair's last IWTV.live is independent wrestling's premier streaming service for live events and video on demand of past events for just 10 bucks a month. IWTV.live offers 20 plus events streamed live each month from top independent wrestling promotions, such as ICW, no holds barred West coast pro and limitless wrestling. Additionally, as an IWTV.live subscriber, you have immediate access to our extensive library of over 13,000 hours of video on demand content from over 300 independent wrestling promotions from around the world, including beyond wrestling, prestige wrestling, absolute intense wrestling, and H2O. Our extensive library features wrestling superstars like Orange Cassidy, Jonathan Gresham, Wheeler Yuta, Eddie Kingston, and so many more. You can watch IWTV.live anytime, anywhere. IWTV.live is available on Roku, Apple TV, Amazon Fire TV Stick, including mobile apps for Apple and Android devices. There's no long-term contracts required. Go to IWTV.LIV and subscribe today for just 10 bucks a month. That's IWTV.Live. That's IWTV.LIV. And it's just 10 bucks a month. Come on, check it out. But the reason we're here today is to celebrate those good old days a little more. And we're going to be watching uh, a match from Starcade 85. The main event, this is the third Starcade, And it's going to be Ric Flair versus the American Dream, Dusty Rhodes. So we're going to get started here. At this point, we've already seen both of you guys make your entrances to the ring. Of course, on the network, they, they drop all the music, but you wore that old classic robe and uh, it's identical to the robe that somebody is going to get a chance to win. Uh, we're raffling mm-hmm. it off. All of the proceeds go to uh, benefit a great cause. The first step foundation, go check it out right now at uh, roberaffle.com or rickflareslastmatch.com. But without further ado, man, let's get into it. Let's watch this main event with you and the American dream in three two one play and look who the referee is it's Tommy. Tommy. yeah rocking the purple just like you will be next weekend 
Man, look at Dusty. Yeah. Just <laughs> the natural charisma. He's loving it. Yeah, unreal. So as uh, folks may remember, Starcade 3 was in two separate cities. You had a show in Greensboro, and this was the main event from the Omni. Yeah. Um, I know that we always say that Greensboro was the spiritual home of Starcade, but it was still pretty special to be at the Omni, was it not? Oh, yeah. They were both sold out. Yeah, it was great. It just, you know, it, Atlanta was always a great wrestling town, but Greensboro was official. It was, it was our Madison Square Garden. In a match like this with Dusty, uh, mm-hmm. obviously this is a different time. These days, maybe there would have been more discussion. Is this 100% called in the ring, or, or do you guys have some stuff in mind that you've done no. on the build for this? Nothing. We don't even talk. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't they wish they had him again? <laughs> Nobody like him. My goodness. God, I swear to God, not even close. You know, the, uh, the famous line from LeBron James with your old interviews was that you were the inventor of swag. Yeah. In the nineties, Miami hurricanes <laughs> brought a swagger to the football field in his own mm. way. Dusty Rhodes did that to the wrestling ring. Did he know? Exactly. Absolutely. He brought so much to the business. I mean, it'll be talked about for years. Can you imagine what Cody would have been doing this SummerSlam had he not torn yeah. that back? I mean, what a performance that was. Yeah, I know. God. Well, he's got his time. He's young. He's doing great. I, I, I stay in touch with him. It's worth mentioning. Uh, we're actually, uh, going to be raffling off your trunks that you'll be wearing for your last match and the proceeds mm-hmm. will benefit the dusty roads foundation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to be there in Nashville. And of course the idea behind that foundation is to give, Holy shit. Leapfrog. Look at that, dude. I know. Oh, well, now I look at you begging off. That was, that was the best part of my performance. <laughs> oh God. Those are the days. What's going through your mind in a, in a big match like this, when you know, this is a, a bigger than normal audience, not just the fans in the arena, but closed circuit around the country. Um, you know, back then I didn't feel pressure. I, I just, I knew that we were, he and I had a very unusual chemistry and uh, 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 we had a very, we had a great chemistry, but it was different. I, I mean, it's not like totally different than me and steamboat or me and sting or me and, uh, who else did I wrestle out? Ricky Morton. I mean, D- Dusty just had his own style, but it, it worked for me. We we had, you know, great chemistry, and he he worked his ass off. I did a lot of hour draws with Dusty. People have a hard time believing that. We wrestled a lot of hour draws. He didn't drag his feet at all. Of course, as we said, there's uh, two shows here. This is the main event at the Omni. The main event at the Greensboro Coliseum is the Rock and Roll mm-hmm. Express taking on the mm-hmm. Russians for the NWA World Championship in a steel mm-hmm. cage. Mm-hmm. And, uh, the rock and roll express, man, they were about to be hotter than ever in 1986. Were they not? Oh, unbelievable. Yep. Unbelievable. How often did you guys replace those, uh, canvases back then? It feels like that was just a uh, staff infection waiting to happen. 
<laughs> it was. It's a miracle, right? Yeah. You know, now you go the WWE will change, will change the the uh, canvas sometimes three times in an hour in a two hour show. Wow! If there's anything on it whatsoever, you know, what I mean, they're so so conscious of that. We're all lucky guys that guys that that bled a lot, like me and Dusty, are all lucky we didn't catch something. Tommy Young was always the referee of choice back then, was he not? Yeah, yeah. The only what the dream the dream let me all he let me nail him too. Well, I can't wait for you to nail Jeff Jarrett. I think the internet's ready for that. Oh, is this gonna be the old Harley race knee drop here? This is it. Wearing purple too. Look at you with your homage. Hey, I gotta get some knee pads like that, man. Where's my where's, where's my knee pads? He's got you so. Just like that? Yeah. Oh, cool. That was to hide how small my calves were. <laughs> see how see how the dream could sell too? Jeez. Yeah, he was not afraid to sell. No. Do you guys have, uh, you know, this is obviously a different time. This is not really pay-per-view, but closed circuit, but I'm still, I'm sure there's still some sort of time limit or, or satellite time that's been rented or what have you. Do you have a hard out here or is it just y'all go have the match and when it's over, it's over. If I remember correctly, when it went over, it was over. I don't remember okay. having it. Oh, look at there. Somebody's calling the nature. Who's Gabby? <laughs> With a fire sign. <laughs> Scroll through those text messages and we'll figure yeah. out. Um, how great was it to see Bob Cottle? Oh my God. One and two. My and, God. and Tommy. Yeah. Tommy stole the show, man. Tommy yeah. had the line of the show in episode three. Yeah. Is Tommy coming? He's not. Why is there a health issue with Tommy? He just doesn't think that, you know, I, he originally agreed to be the referee and was fired up to be the referee. And he's like, kind of, I just don't think I can do it. And I respect that. So I said, well, listen, you, I'd love to have you and just come ring the ring bell or whatever. And he goes, no, I know if I get there, I want to do it. And I just shouldn't. So oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to call him and talk him into it. Five, four, seven. <laughs> Did you just give his phone number? We got to meet that. <laughs> I didn't give the area code. <laughs> that is amazing. I still remember that number. It's like, it is we, amazing. We traveled together so much. What a great guy. Yeah, he was a part of the real inner circle. Oh, man. Everybody loved Tommy. What a referee. I know I never so into it, too. I mean, the slides and everything. I mean, that it wasn't looked at, you know, now people critique you for everything you do. Tom, Tommy was just passionate. Man. Well, I want to give a little love since we weren't able to, uh, land Tommy young. I thought, well, the next best thing, uh, if you can't get, you know, er, er, your favorite referee from back then, what about everybody's favorite referee now? So we got Mike Kyoto. Yeah. I love Mike. 
I mean, Jesus. how many many main events has he done over the years? And now he'll be here. Yeah. yeah. Mike and I had a big area. I said, Rick, I said, Mike, I know what the, I know what I'm doing. I said, no, I just got it for the headphones. They said, do this. Mike, Mike and I are good at a ring. He won. He was right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh, look at you trying the suplex. The knee gives yeah. out. Can't get him. Man, look at Tommy Young getting right in there. What do you, uh, what do you expect from Cody when Cody comes back? I think a lot of people think, you know, it was a, uh, he's a made man after that performance with the torn pack, at least with Vince McMahon. But what do you think when he comes back, can we expect to see him in a big way at the rumble and WrestleMania? Well, there again, I'm just, if I'm thinking and seeing how well he was received and how, I mean. He proved himself to be in, in that 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 category of the word great. Yeah, against, against Seth had some two gangbuster matches. Um, and um, I mean, I see, I have Seth Rollins, but he really, he really um, did right by uh, by Cody. You know what I mean? Sure. So, um, yeah, I, I to me, I would, um, I, I would take him through it and eventually make him the champion. He's, he, you know, he's got the look. He, of course, you know me, I'm a big fan of getting dressed up and all that. Carries himself like a businessman or champion. I mean, there's a lot of things about him I really like. I mean, it, you know, Brock's got his own style, and, you know, I, we may never see an athlete like Brock again, ever. I mean, a guy that size that can do all that stuff. You know what I mean? Yeah. And, and God... What it? I don't know what what how they decided one day to let him talk, but he's got a hell of an interview. Very believable, you know what I mean. And he's Brock Lesnar, but I I would give Cody a shot at it. Well, uh, now feels like a good time to remind everybody. This episode is brought to you in part by ProWrestlingTees.com. T-shirts designed and sold for over twenty five hundred pro wrestlers, all the big names: Sting, Macho Man, Stone Cold, CM Punk, and so many more. If you're looking for premium wrestling merch, get to prowrestlingtees.com and support wrestling legends from the past and independent wrestling stars of the future with over a hundred thousand products shipped worldwide. When you order from pro wrestling tees, all profits go directly to their families. Visit prowrestlingtees.com today. And now they're introducing power bomb pizza from pro wrestling tees It's powered by kits data. Power bomb pizza is pizza crafted and sold by pro wrestlers. Power bomb pizza is the first delivery only pizzeria with over 30 locations that combine wrestling with handcrafted classic pizza recipes. All the profits go directly to the wrestling legends. You love like Mick Foley, Roddy Piper, Bret Hart, Eddie Guerrero, and more order today on Uber eats or visit powerbombpizza.com. And there's that slam off the top. You better not do that in Nashville. Oh, hell yeah. I'm doing it in Nashville. If there's somebody tough enough to throw me off the top. Well, after a night like this in the Omni, what was the after party like? Oh, Conrad, you would have never been allowed to come. I'm not allowed to come now. The Marriott, the Marriott on Riverdale Road. Unbelievable. Teasing the big figure four. Here we go. There's busted open call me. That was Gabby. Oh, there you go. You made me in demand. <laughs> I'm actually going to be uh, on busted open as soon as we wrap up here today. Shout oh, yeah. out to uh, 
Dave LaGreca and Bubba and all those guys. Yeah. Love them. Sorry. Bully. Of course I haven't. Uh, I'm pretty sure they're coming to uh national, oh, yeah. aren't they? Oh yeah, absolutely. What was the professional rivalry like with you and Dusty back then? I mean, obviously we see what it is in the ring, but we've heard the stories about watches and cars and mink coats. Yeah. Yeah. If he bought it, I bought it. If I bought it, he bought it. Also, um, you know, this, there was a lot of competition between he and I, we didn't, we didn't always see eye to eye. <laughs> But that's part, first match that, that, that's part of the, uh, see, that's part of the business. So what you just saw right there is nothing compared to what you're going to see in Nashville. <laughs> are, you gonna, are you, are you going to have those kind of barriers in Nashville? No, I mean, there will be barriers, but they won't look like that. Okay. You know, the old bike rack style. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's fine. Those are even better. I think your first match against Dusty was like 10 years prior to this, 1975, but here you are 10 years later in the main event of the biggest show of the year. Mm -hmm. And I think everybody remembers the story that when you were first breaking in, man, you wanted to be like Dusty. I, I, I idolized him as a, I mean, as a fan, as a little kid, I mean, I know there's the professional thing, but part of you has to think it's pretty damn cool to be in there with a guy that. You held in such high regard. Oh my God. It was. I'll never forget our first big night in Greensboro. And he said to me, he looked at me and said, relax, kid. Just let the grand open it and see it at the palace. <laughs> yeah. He was always calm, cool, collected. He loved, he loved to be out there just like I did. This thing really got, uh, built to a fever pitch in September at this same building in the Omni when the horseman jumped on dusty and uh, put hard times on him in the cage. Yeah. The fans were ready to riot. Were they not? Yeah. They, they did riot. I can imagine Sam Houston climbed over the cage and nobody knew. We didn't know he was a, a mark. And I think either iron or Oli knocked him, knocked him out cold. Wow. Yeah, it took us about 30 minutes to get out of there. They wouldn't let us out of the cage. I want to, uh, remind everybody that when that happened, the horsemen weren't even officially a thing. I mean, this is September of 85. I don't think it's until November of 85 that we actually introduced the concept of the four horsemen. You'd have to ask iron. I mean, that was all Iron's deal, man. Yeah. He just did it one day and the next day it was, there goes that flare flop. huh? So there goes that flare flop. I yeah. love that. You might get, you might get one of those in Nashville too. <laughs> That's hard to do without being warmed up. Cause you, it almost knocked you out. <laughs> well, let's not do that then. No. See, this is where he's so good. See, he's not, he's not even breathing there. Yeah. And he's 300 pounds, you know, he's not. I can remember Ray Stevens telling me that blonde hair, he'd say, man, keep that. You came off with it. Oh, still didn't work. Damn it. 
No. Um, well, he went for that punt. Yeah, man. yeah. You, you need yeah. To, when you're selling, you just need to keep one of your body parts, especially if you have long hair. I mean, people just look for everything like that. Does that make sense? Yeah. Even if you get taken over in the headlock, keep your feet moving. People aren't paying to see you just sit there. I want to see movement, action. Yeah. When you think about some of the builds to Starcade, a lot of people think this build, especially with the uh, attack with the Russians inside the cage and all that, that this was the best build to Starcade at that point. Would you agree with that? Uh, I don't know. That'd be hard to beat the build with Harley. Yeah. Flair for the gold. Yeah. I mean, the, the first one, I, the way Dusty put that together, I mean, you know, it just, I mean, that, I mean clearly that's, that was him. So, see, how, see how dusty right there. I mean, that, that's all. That's a loss now today. Do you remember there being controversy about the finish for this match? I don't remember what it was. Well, D Dusty's gonna quote unquote beat you here, and yeah. everyone in the crowd feels like they just saw a title switch, and that Dusty's become the champion. But the next week on TV, it's announced that Dusty didn't actually win because the first referee was knocked out and you got the, the belt given back to you. And this is, I guess, maybe the first major quote unquote, dusty finish. Yeah. I, I didn't know that. Uh, it, yeah. No, that, that people love that finish. They hated it, but they loved it. Yeah. I mean, they, they got their two minutes being crazy. Then it did piss people off. People thought I didn't like that. I love that finish. Michael McClanahan wants to know what was something you learned from working in the ring with Dusty? Believe it or not, psychology. I mean, if that doesn't look real right there, nothing does. Yeah. The idea that you're trying to make every movement count. Yeah. Augie would, would say dusty obviously had some pounds on flair at this point, but the two of them still had great chemistry. What challenges would occur when flair was working with larger opponents who maybe didn't have the same in ring instincts as dusty. Um, well, the whole different, you know, if you're wrestling a guy like Brody was, you kind of had to do what he wanted to do. Does it make sense? Yeah. But if you got along with him, which I did and, uh, uh, and he respected you, which he did. Then you, you know, ultimately his goal was the same as yours. And that was to have the best possible match to hear. Look at dusty man. He's not, he's not tired at all. No. Uh, Matt wants to know with all your matches with dusty, was this your favorite one? Oh, it'd be hard to pick which one favorite one. I I, I, the one I didn't like at all, the, the one that was bad was with Joe Fraser. Yeah. That's the year before 84. Yeah. Yeah. No, this was, this actually was a real good match. I thought, but you know, it's hard to say. It's like, it was shy town eight. My best match with steamboat. Well, who knows? Right. Um, we had so many, I thought another, you know, another situation, great chemistry.
totally different than this. You know what I mean? When he beat you for the belt in Greensboro in 86, that was pretty awesome inside the cage. Who does he? Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. So as you saw there, there was, uh, two moments that happened there that, that took Tommy young down. The first was dusty kicking out of a pin, mm -hmm. uh, and, and he winds up landing on Tommy and then the Irish whipped it, whipped you in and boom, out goes Tommy to the outside. They yeah. have a spotlight on him, but now dusty's got you with a figure four in the middle, but there's no referee. And here comes Arn Anderson. Oh, kick right to the head too. Look at Ole circling around here. The sharks, man, here they come. God, I wish Ole was able to get around these days. He'd have yeah. gone in Nashville. Yeah. What uh, is he just literally housebound right now? Yeah. There's our replacement referee false finish though. Dusty kicks out. There's the inside cradle. Here it is. And look at there. Fans are going to go nuts. I think they've just seen a world title change, but of course the NWA is going to overturn it because, uh, the first referee, Mr. Tommy young was down for the count. So it doesn't count. Yeah. But see, see all these guys hitting the ring makes it seem so damn real and good. Yeah, absolutely. Look at superstar there. First one out, man. Yep. Uh, Dylan, did, did. Know, does Cody remind you of dusty in the ring on the mic? Both neither who Cody, does Cody have any similarities to dusty that you see? No, in terms of Mike, no, but that, that's not a sound. No, nobody could be dusty Rhodes on the mic. Right. I mean, that's just, he just was one of a kind. Adam Arpin says, how crucial to the angle was dusty by that? I mean, could you have swapped him out with any other top baby faces with how hated the horsemen were here and it still work? No, or did he bring something to that rivalry that nobody else could replicate. He brought something to the rivalry that could duplicate. Cause God, we tried, you know, so many different times. I mean, we, we had, you know, a huge run with Ricky Morton, uh, not so much steamboat with that time frame, but, um, I mean, we just, any, anybody we touched, it was just, it was big. We had a, we, we had a hell of a role with Ronnie Garvin. Yeah. I mean, a tag matches with Ronnie. And then of course the road warriors, my God, I mean, the list is endless of what the, of the stuff we did with the horsemen that were that, um, um, that drew money number one and pe made people really happy. Um, but and it made us happy because we, you know, we enjoyed making, enjoyed Hopefully, giving him the best performance of the night. Well, we just saw that footage and that replay again. Um, Steelers fan 8771 wants to know coming off the angle in the Omni where you broke Dusty's leg and the infamous hard times promo from Dusty, you think in hindsight he should have won clean at Starcade instead of seven months later at the bash? Probably. I mean, don't you think? Or did I you can't. like that teasing? Well, I can't. Tell me what we did at Starcade. Well, well, what you just saw was it looks like Dusty won, but yeah, give you the belt right back. So he didn't really win. I think in hindsight, if you had it to do over again, you'd probably keep it on him, right? I guess. Yeah, I can't remember. You know, I I can't remember. Was I still traveling then? Not like you were before. You know, the territory thing was starting to die down. You know, and yeah. uh, 
I guess you still were, but not like you were before. 86 yeah. is going to be mostly Crockett. But still, still much boring, but still Crockett based. Still traveling quite a bit, though, I think. Yeah. I and think, I, 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 I think the reason was Dusty was the booker. Yeah. Why, why would you leave a job where you're making more money? You know, people don't realize it. The first year I had the belt, I made uh, $50,000 less than I made working for Crockett. Really? Yeah, because I didn't draw any money. <laughs> Who's who, Ric Flair? It was I, I had only been on a super channel a couple of times, you know, I already kept saying. You weren't established yet as a name. Yeah, and I, I, people, I mean, they knew, they knew who Ric Flair was, but what does that mean? I mean, no, let's not run the arena. And, and, and of course, nobody, <laughs> I have to wrestle all these guys an hour every night, and half of them never, never wrestled 15 minutes. Right. So it wasn't exactly the greatest run of my life. And I really, I really thought, I thought I was ready to be the champion. We've talked about this before, but until you go out and travel around and wrestle guys that haven't had, I mean, all I was wrestling my whole career were top guys from Wahoo to Jack Mulligan, to Dusty, to Steamboat. I mean, all these great guys. And then to step out of that box, that comfort zone and to travel around the country, wrestling guys that had never got, never wrestled 15 minutes much less an hour, which was the deal because when the NWA was in its peak, the champion either got his Duke raised or he won an hour. There was no in-between. Well, now it's time to tell you about RecTech, an amazing company that offers wood pellet grills fueled by all natural hardwood pellets, along with other outdoor lifestyle products like coolers, apparel, grill accessories, and more. They've got grills ranging from just $3.99 all the way up to three grand from the very uh, entry level uh, budget you might have, or maybe you're like a professional griller and you need a rig to take with you or whatever. RecTech has grills for every lifestyle, every budget. Here's what you can count on from all their grills. A key focus on flavor, convenience, versatility, and their factory direct pricing eliminates the middleman and all their grills ship for free. Plus, RecTech pellet grills are made with high quality stainless steel and are built to last a lifetime. Now, take it from me, I've owned another big brand out there for those pellet smokers. And I have a Rectech. There is no comparison in the quality of construction or the technology. I'm talking about the flagship model from Rectech, the RT 700. It comes with a 40 pound pellet hopper. It's got 702 square inches of cooking space. And they've also got an incredible PID Wi-Fi controller. That is like best in class, boys and girls. That other smoker I was talking about I had, well, you couldn't turn your grill on. But right here with RecTech, you can turn your grill on, turn it off, adjust your temperature up and down all from your phone. And it also has a six-year bumper-to-bumper warranty. You can't get that. Come on now. Uh, you can bake, you can smoke, you can sear, you can grill, and even dehydrate on the grill all with the push of a button. And that's why those in the know choose RecTech. So it's time to toss that tasteless gas grill, that messy charcoal grill, or even that overhyped brand name grill aside and join an elite wood pellet grilling family. By focusing on flavor, convenience, and versatility, Rectech sets the new standard in grilling. Visit Rectech.com, that's R-E-C-T-E-Q, and use the promo code NATUREBOY to get 5% off site-wide. That's 5% off their top-notch wood pellet grills, one-of-a-kind Rectech ice or cooler, the chef-tested rubs and sauces, the accessories, the merchandise, everything's 5% off at Rectech.com with the promo code NATUREBOY. That's R-E-C-T-E-Q dot com the promo code's nature boy i've got one 
Uh, Eric has one. Brian has everybody I know has a rec tech and they all love it. You got to see what all the fuss is about. Go check it out for yourself. As Jim Ross says, it costs nothing to look R E C T E Q.com. Rick, this is, uh, this is a, a, a an important time in your life. My friend, you oh, see that? look there. Yeah. We got to get that up on the screen. We'll make sure we share that. Rick flair drip, baby drops Thursday, California. I'm about to have a Conradison in six months. Oh my gosh. Let's see. <laughs> I, uh, I can't thank everybody enough for all of their support. And I hope you guys will check out Ric Flair's last match.com. We've got episode one and episode two out now. Uh, but episode three drops this coming Monday. It's our go home episode, if you will, right before the big show. Uh, but it's coming out this Monday at six Oh five Eastern. And you saw a little tease at the end of episode two there, Rick, the contract signing. And, uh, I've seen a little bit of footage and it wasn't just Jeff. It wasn't just Jay. It wasn't just you and Andrade. You both had attorneys there and unbelievably, uh, David Crockett was in the middle of you and Karen Jarrett going back and forth. We haven't yeah. talked about Karen much, but she yeah. managed to insert herself into that parking lot scene. Mm-hmm. What should we expect next week on episode three. Well, I don't, you know, I've, I've always had a problem with women speaking for their men. <laughs> and four divorces later, <laughs> one speaks for me. No, no, no one steps in front of me. No one talks for me. I don't need that. And I won't accept it. So, you know, if Jeff's comfortable with her, with her uh, you know, doing that, that's fine. So. Jeff's Jeff's got to live up to everything that she says he is. So that's, you know, that, that, that's his problem. So tell what, so what did Jeff say? Give me something I can respond to here. We'll have you some clips to review and we'll take a look at that next week. Uh, the, the, Oh, nothing today. I don't don't think we have uh, any clips prepared today because well, you, you, you did it with him. Give me an example. Well, you know, he's, he's critical of a lot of things. Give give Um, me an example. The idea that Crockett didn't want to do business with his dad in Memphis and you guys decided you could do it on your own and that whole Liberty Bowl plan went sideways. What, what's that got to do with me? Well, because he said it was, you know, you were arrogant and didn't want to do business and, oh, and then of course that, that continues through He was he wasn't even involved in it. That was supposed to be me and Lawler. And I I'd already put Lawler over there and in uh in Rupp Arena, which we sold them both out. So we're going to the Blue Bonnet Bowl and they didn't want to do it. You know, he, um, the thing that, uh, annoyed me the most, maybe in our, in our episode, it's my world. And the topic was Ric Flair. It came out just yesterday. If you want to check it out, yeah, where you enjoy podcasts, but he, uh, I think we uncovered maybe the root of what his big issue is. You know, uh, a few years ago, he turned his life around and quit drinking and went to treatment and started his road to recovery and very quickly went into the hall of fame and it was announced that he was going into the hall of fame. And I reminded him as he's, uh, MF and you left and right on the podcast that you were the first person to call and congratulate him Yeah, on, on going into the hall of fame. So it's not as if you guys had a bad relationship. No, I was not Jeff. I think a lot of his anger and resentment is that he has quit drinking and you have not, and he feels like you should, he, he is not a fan of you continuing to drink. 
and he takes it personally. And I don't know why. <laughs> well, God, he's not alone. <laughs> the fraternity ain't closed anytime soon. <laughs> I, um, I don't think you're going to, I know that Andrade is going to be upset because he did have a comment in there. And I, I guess maybe I've, I've buried the lead here. He was very critical of the way you handled Jay lethal. And I had to admit that I probably wouldn't have handled it the same way you did, but Jeff just sort of glossed over the fact that in wrestling, if you're, if you're signed with one of the major companies, mm-hmm. there's really no such thing as a independent contractor. You have to get permission to participate in events that are outside of the tent like this one. Yeah. And there's a process. It's not like you just say, okay, Tony Khan, here's what we're doing. All right, Vince McMahon, let's dictate some terms to you. That's not the way this works. Mm-hmm. So we had to have conversations and, 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 and work through a process and Jeff, you know, didn't want to hear that and, and felt like you had been disrespectful to Jay in the way you handled him as not allowing him on the card. And so he takes a lot of credit in helping Jay get on a national stage with TNA years ago and all of that. And he blames you for Jay no longer being there and says that it was guys like you and Hogan who said, oh, we don't have the budget for guys like Jay lethal. And Jesus Christ, listen, here's my answer to all that. See, every time some shit like that starts, here's the deal. Your buddy and mine, who I just saw yesterday, Bruce Pritchard. Yeah. Booking TNA, whatever he was doing. Right. It was it called TNA. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he calls me and tells me I got to be somewhere in Louisiana. Well, that wasn't part of my deal. So I said, you got to be there. I said, take the TNA and shove it up your ass, Bruce. Now call Bruce right after we get off this. I never went back. You know what I mean? Just what it was. I, I tell you, I had, I enjoyed being with Jeff at TNA. I enjoyed James Storm. I enjoyed eight. I mean, TNA was not hard. Yeah. TNA was fun, but that's well, the, there's so many conflicting stories as to how that fell apart for me. And the only reason I went there, and this is, I'll tell, I'll say it as loud as I can say it. I needed the money because I was paying alimony to three different women. That's the only reason I went to work there. And they made me a very lucrative deal. But at some point in time, I, I just, from day one, when they had us signing autographs side by side before we wrestled each other. Yeah. And then after the match, sign autographs side by side. Are you kidding me? For 25 bucks? It's like working at a carnival. Does that make sense? Yeah. I, I had just gone from WWE to this. I'm thinking, well, it's pretty cool. Hulk's going to do it. I'm sure Hulk was making a, who knows? I'm sure, minimum of a million, probably more. And then, and then along comes, it, and it, it doesn't matter how we feel about each other today, but first thing they do, they got Russo and then Bischoff, and then well, I'm right back. I'm, I'm right back where I ended up before. You know, first thing they wanted me to do was give my Hall of Fame ring to look to to uh, Abyss. Yeah. yeah. And then the fight. The argument, the ongoing stress of just going to get another Hall of Fame ring, which no one in the company had, going to Miami, get the day off. I mean, what the hell? 
you'd think, my God, this guy's going to go get something that's never been given before, be a two-time Hall of Famer, but no, became a big political nightmare. So. Well, the other thing that I know is going to be a burr under your saddle is when he's talking about how he was offended by the way you handled Jay Lethal. And of course, if you saw episode two, unfortunately, you saw where Rick referred to my old friend, Jay, who I guess is not anymore, um, as being an opening match guy. And he said, you want to talk about an opening match guy. Andrade is the definition of a curtain jerker. What's he ever done? What's he ever been? Wow. Look at my record. Wow. And I wow. Jeff, that's the right thing to say. (laughs) That that didn't get under my skin, but man. Has Andrade heard that line yet? Will only when will he hear that? He'll hear it today. And <laughs> oh, wow. this will not only be Rick Flair's last match, this will be Jeff Jarrett's last match. <laughs> if if he said that about Andrade, <laughs> Jesus Christ. He needs to go spend a week at Durango. See where that kid grew up in the streets of. <laughs> Holy shit. I love that. <laughs> I'm going to call Andrade a- ASAP. <laughs> Damn. Well, boys and girls, stay tuned. Everything's hey, happening at Rick Flair's Can I tell you something right now? Please do. And I'm saying this from my heart, and you know her very well. Jeff, if she if she sees him behind his curtains, make it the ship beat on him by Ashley before he ever gets to the fucking ring. <laughs> <laughs> tell him I said it. <laughs> you don't want nothing to do with her. I got news for you. She, you, if she, and she stands by her man. Good Lord. I wouldn't want her coming at me a hundred miles an hour. I've seen it. <laughs> oh, wow. Uh, the bargain turned up, boys and girls. That was a, that was, that was not a smart comment. The bad thing is that. <laughs> Especially to her husband. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. Oh, God. If she wasn't coming, I know she's there now. <laughs> I have a feeling. But both, both her and Karen, they, they, they both better walk around her on, on glass. <laughs> God damn. That's that's great shit. <laughs> a curtain jerker, Andrade. Wow. Okay. Looking forward to next week, man. RickFlair'sLastMatch.com. Blood, sweat, and tears. Blood, sweat, and tears. We're all going to experience the same thing. May the best two men walk out. Well, they will. And here's to a hell of a day in Nashville, Tennessee, a weekend. Can't wait. Get started with the roast next Friday. It's all happening. Ric Flair's lastmatch.com. Pick up your tickets. Come see us. And if you can't make it to Nashville, no problem. We got you covered. It'll be on satellite. It'll be on cable. It'll be on fight. It's Ric Flair's last match.com. Yeah. Uh, and I understand there's more people coming. Just, I can't say this like it is. Never mind. <laughs> 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 Let's get out of here before we get in trouble. Ric Flair's last match.com this Monday, 605. We'll see you there.
get the house you want with the payment you want at buywithconrad.com. You don't need perfect credit or money out of your pocket to do this at buywithconrad.com. NMLS number 65084, equal housing lender. The first step to buying a house is buywithconrad.com.